It's time for The Bright Side, a coaching radio show for changemakers, the organizations and positive leaders creating positive change in the world. The Bright Side is sponsored by P-Link Leadership. At P-Link Leadership, we have one big goal, to accelerate positive change. It's all based on fusing the sciences of human nature with the discipline of leadership to transform the world at work, or as we call it, accelerating positive change in a big way. And now as your host, Alexis Robin, Chief Experience Officer and Co-Founder of P-Link Leadership, I'm here to bring you 10 minutes of insight, theory, and actionable tips to support you on your journey of becoming the best version of yourself. We had such a strong response to the original Staying Relevant as a Leader podcast that I'm doing a four-part series to go deeper. We'll cover four power tools for staying relevant as a leader, storytelling or creating a narrative for your senior leadership team, feedback, the accelerant to growth, becoming ambidextrous about your work environment, work from home, work from office, do both like a boss, and setting boundaries. Before we dive into the details, let's pull up a level and do a quick review. This is Alexis Robin with The Bright Side. Welcome to the show. We're so glad you're here today. We used to think that a good leader was inspiring and good at their craft, uber competent, deeply knowledgeable, and people were inspired to follow them. But that's just not enough anymore. People are now looking for values-driven leaders, positive leaders, empathetic leaders. They want to follow someone who is steady in the midst of uncertainty, and sure of who they are. More now than ever, Talon is looking for leaders they can believe in and trust versus leaders they are impressed by. So as leaders of organizations, we have to start thinking differently about where we invest our time. We need to be investing time in the organization, of course, in the people and in ourselves. If you listen to Staying Relevant as a Leader, one of our earlier shows, you'll remember how important it is to be deliberately developing as a professional. This is the idea that you work hard to improve your competence, which is about honing your craft, living into your character, which is about leveraging energy and building trust by being more authentic, and raising your consciousness, being awake and aware of your internal landscape and your external environment. And as we're dealing with things in the world that are more complex, more ambiguous, more volatile, just harder to solve, this consciousness is an important piece of developing our complexity of mind to deal with the complexity of our environment. So one of the organizations that we work with is a large tech firm that is solving a significant adaptive challenge in the world. Their industry is young and the challenge they're solving for has never been done before. They focused on organizational development by developing leaders from entry level all the way through the C-suite with a coherent program to level up the whole organization at once. At P-Link Leadership, we helped them to build this. The benefits were things like shared language, a group of leaders who were all challenging themselves to grow at the same time and who were growing together in small learning pods where cross-functional relationships could develop. They supplemented the training programs with executive coaching and multiple opportunities for feedback each year. And they focused in on topics like values, curious communication, positive leadership, building trust, emotional agility, and influencing. When a company like that is growing together, there is a benefit of collective leadership, where one plus one equals three. Collective leadership is really about being able to tap the brilliance of the group and to get a larger product or byproduct from 
leaders working together than you can get from leaders working by themselves. These leaders also had a more willingness to take themselves on because they didn't feel alone in the work. Uh, Nothing is harder than developing yourself as a leader when you feel like you're the only one in your company that is working on it. This is a really important piece is to not feel alone in this process. The strategy of introducing shared concepts and language across levels of leaders is a model that all leadership and development professionals and C-suite teams should be thinking about. It enhances the impact of training dollars spent. It reduces the feeling of disparate pockets of flavor of the month training, and those tend to turn off busy leaders. People want to feel like they're investing their time, if they're, if they're taking time away from work, they want to know that that's time well spent and that they've invested their time in something that many people are investing in. And that's going to be around for a while. It's not just going to evaporate next month when someone reads a new book. So over the next four weeks, we're going to look at four power tools for staying relevant as a leader. This week, I want to talk to you about storytelling or building a narrative that you can share back with senior leadership. This comes up a lot with directors, vice presidents, and even C-suite clients. The questions that come up are, how do I influence up? How do I build a sense of comfort in my senior leaders so they aren't escalating things? How do I make the super technical nature of my team's work visible to a group who only has a high level understanding of what we do? The answer is getting good at storytelling. It's really about a narrative. A narrative does two things. It paints a picture that everyone can understand and does so with some emotion and also a predictable cadence. It also, if done at a regular predictable cadence, answers questions and sets expectations in an easy to digest way for busy leaders. So you think about as you ascend the corporate ladder, if you will, when you're organized or when you're working at a C-suite level or a VP level, you have a lot of things to be paying attention to. You may have multiple departments in a company that are rolling up to you. And so you really need to be able to understand what what is happening uh, with the different teams that you're managing or the teams that may have an impact on your stakeholders or your department's projects in an easy way. You need to be able to get that high level and understand it. And of course, if you have questions, you can always drive deeper. But the The job one is understanding. And so that's our job as leaders. If we're trying to create this storytelling and create this narrative and stay relevant is to be able to make this easy on the senior leadership team. The challenges that come up around this issue are multifold. Oftentimes leaders feel like they have to do it themselves because no one else on the team can explain it like they can. This has to be me. My team doesn't know how to do this. Or leaders don't make the time and can't get in front of it and they are constantly answering questions because there isn't a regular cadence of communication. And so they, they get in the cycle of not being an, out in front of it enough and then getting a bunch of questions and having to deal with escalations and that takes even more time. And so, um, so that's another challenge that comes up. And then finally, what I see often with highly technical leaders is that sometimes they fall a little bit in love with their technical expertise and they feel like it's associated with their professional value. And so they struggle to let go of it. And that leads to sharing way too many details um, and not actually crafting a story together. It's just kind of a data dump. So storytelling brings a team along when you do it well, and it can help you scale when you teach your direct reports how to do it as well. 
When we talk about the storytelling or this narrative for senior leadership teams, this is about concisely delivering key points about what's going on in your organizations. And so like we just talked about, mistakes are overdoing the data, not making time for crafting your narrative in an effective way, or not teaching your leaders on your team how to do it. So you're stuck with having to do it all the time. This can mean lots of hours of meetings where you're waiting for your 10 minutes to share what's going on with your update versus being able to send someone else to give them a development opportunity. One of the leaders that I work with who wants to grow this capacity in his team is working through creating a narrative template to help his team build the muscle for sharing the right bits of information in the right order. Then he's meeting with them regularly to coach and refine their narratives. As his direct reports have been improving, he's able to delegate more important meetings and he feels more confident that his team can influence up the way that he would. And this is allowing him to move his attention to more strategic endeavors. And so this is really what it's about. It's not enough to just delegate Uh, We talked about delegation in last week's show, but it's not enough to just delegate to somebody, okay, you go present this. They need to understand what would be important to the senior leadership team. What do they care about? How much information should I be giving? And they need some help putting it into a concise and predictable pattern. So some of the elements you want to include when you're crafting or updating your narrative is what's going well right? So you go in, here's what's going well. What challenges are you having and what are you doing about them? Make that visible. What is your team focusing their energy on and why? So where is the focused attention? Where is the priority of your organization? You can think of this as a high level roadmap where you're sharing month one, we're just getting the product out the door. Month two, we are really refining our processes for how we get the product out the door and really smoothing out the execution. And month three, we're going to start making iterative improvements based on data that we've gathered from months one and two. This paints the picture of how you are thinking about iterative improving your processes, your product as you go. Other elements to add are what they can expect from you as an iterative improvement. So what are some of the things that you're going to be doing to make it better? Uh, What are some of the things you're going to be looking for to iteratively improve your project, your process, your product? And then what's possible, painting that picture of the vision of how your efforts in your team are leading to greater possibilities in the organization. And ideally, you want to tie those to the organization's strategic objectives so that people understand that you see how your work fits into their work and to the bigger whole of the company. The last thing, if anything, that you can put in your narrative template, if you are doing it for yourself or whether you're doing it to help grow your team, is what you need from the senior leadership team. That can sound like support. It can sound like patience. It can sound like headcount or advocacy. Oftentimes, there's something that you need from them. Sometimes there's not. So you um, pick and choose when you add that in. The key here is that less is more. And you want to be prepared to answer questions, but don't try to answer all of the questions in detail in your narrative. You just want to give people the big picture and then either tell them where they can find more details or be available to answer questions. As you think about creating a template that you can consistently deliver each time, make a practice of sharing it on a regular basis. If you don't have an audience with your senior leadership team every week, send out a brief update that follows the same format in an email. 
or in a Slack or post it somewhere on a wiki, depending on what your, your uh, company's typical processes are. The key is consistent flow and a consistent cadence of information to make it easier for your audience to take this information in. If you get the same question every week, that's great feedback. Add a section to your narrative to get in front of that. Next week, we're going to be talking about feedback, seeking, and receiving. Then we're going to go into working ambidextrously. And finally, boundary setting, which is one of my favorite and I think one of the most powerful, relevant leader tools right now. So this has been Alexis Robin with The Bright Side. Thanks for joining this week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a friend. Subscribe. We are on all kinds of different platforms. So whatever your podcast pleasure is, uh, subscribe there. And we look forward to having you back next week. If you want to find out more about people, Link Leadership or bring one of our coaches or myself in to be a speaker for your organization, you can find us at plinkleadership.com. That stands for the Positivity Link. We are online. We've got some great resources for you and lots of other podcasts to help you develop. Thanks so much and have a great week. Mm-hmm.